High-profile cyber thefts have recently brought trade secret protection to the mainstream. Congress is currently considering several pieces of legislation that aim to better protect the trade secrets of U.S. businesses. Finnegan partner John Williamson joins us now to discuss the value of trade secrets, the current landscape of trade secret law, and how proposed trade secret legislation could impact U.S. companies moving forward. First of all, John, what are trade secrets and why are they so valuable to companies? Trade secrets are really any information that derives economic value by virtue of the fact that the information is secret, that it's not known to the public and that it's not known to competitors. So traditionally, technology-based examples of trade secrets might include things such as chemical formulas or manufacturing processes, technical drawings, source code, algorithms, things of that nature. But trade secrets don't have to be technology-based. Again, it can be any information. So a marketing strategy could qualify or a list of customers or lists of sales leads and things of that nature could qualify and any information at all that's confidential and for which the company takes steps to protect that confidentiality. In order for information to qualify as a trade secret, the owner of the information has to take steps to preserve the secrecy. So where you see documents stamped as company confidential and password-protected networks and databases and physical security, such as laboratories with limited employee access, Those types of things, along with training programs to educate employees about how to handle a company's sensitive confidential information, these are the types of things that are done to protect and to preserve trade secrets. Now, turning to your point about value, it is really difficult to put a precise economic value on a company's confidential information. There are different models and techniques to estimate that value, but one thing that's certain, and almost any company would agree, its sensitive confidential information is highly valuable. We're talking about things such as secret formulas, confidential business strategies, things where the company's invested time and resources into generating the confidential information and where the company then takes steps to protect the secrecy of that information. The company is doing those things because there's great value there. Can you describe the current landscape of trade secret law? With one exception, trade secrets are governed under state law. So state law defines what information exactly can qualify as a trade secret, and state law constitutes what it means to misappropriate a trade secret, basically theft of a trade secret. Civil trade secret misappropriation cases are often brought in state court and are always governed by state law between private parties. As a practical matter, what this means is that there are 50 different legal frameworks at play here, 50 different laws, statutory or common laws, and 50 different courts with their unique sets of rules and procedures. So the landscape in that sense has been described as a patchwork, if you will, and it can be unwieldy for companies to keep up with the developments and differences across all of these different state law regimes. Now, it's not as bad as it sounds. 48 states have adopted some form of what is known as the Uniform Trade Secrets Act. They start with the same baseline. But they do tailor it. The state legislatures tailor it as they see fit. And there are differences in the statutes as a result. And there are certainly differences in state court procedures. Now, on top of this state court patchwork, you've got a federal law called the Economic Espionage Act. And that is largely, in practice, a criminal statute. It enables the United States to bring a criminal action or a civil action in federal court for trade secret misappropriation. 
But what it does not enable is it does not enable private companies to bring civil actions in federal court under federal law. John, what changes to trade secret law are currently being considered by Congress? Well, there are two bipartisan bills that were proposed in Congress last year. One is called the Trade Secrets Protection Act, and that was proposed in the House. The other is the Defend Trade Secrets Act, and that was proposed in the Senate. These two bills fill a void in our current landscape. They don't change the fundamental nature of what trade secrets are or what constitutes theft of trade secrets, but rather they open the doors of the federal courts to allow private companies who are the victims of trade secret misappropriation to allow those private companies to bring civil cases to seek damages and injunctions against trade secret misappropriators. The primary arguments in favor of these bills are really twofold. First, one consistent federal law governing trade secrets is beneficial, even though it won't necessarily displace the state law patchwork that is currently in place, it still provides a consistent nationwide federal standard. Second, the largely uniform rules and procedures that are applied by federal judges in federal cases are better suited for trade secrets misappropriation cases. So, for example, in federal court, it may be easier for a victim of trade secret theft to get discovery of facts and evidence from witnesses who are located outside of the state or even outside of the country. And federal courts also have a uniform approach, one that's efficient and time-tested, to address emergency situations on an expedited basis. And those are things like issuing preliminary injunctions or temporary restraining orders or even seizure orders under these new proposed bills. Those types of expedited emergency orders can be crucial in a trade secrets case, both to preserve the evidence and to prevent widespread dissemination or use of a misappropriated trade secret. So those are the primary features of the bills and the arguments in favor in a nutshell. Congress has unsuccessfully attempted to pass trade secret legislation in the past. What dynamic has changed that makes it more likely that legislation could be approved by this term? These proposed bills are a bipartisan effort, I guess, so that helps at the outset, would help the chances of any any of the bills. The problem of trade secret theft has gained mainstream attention right now as well. You have high-profile hacking and, and cyber theft, and that of, often involves the theft of trade secrets. Substantively, that's what the hackers are going after. Trade secrets were even mentioned in the president's last State of the Union address. So the theft of trade secrets is becoming known in the mainstream right now. It's also becoming very prolific. It's much easier with the aid of technology to access and steal trade secrets. So in some senses, the time is ripe for legislative action right now. In addition, the Economic Espionage Act, the criminal statute, it's been in place since 1996. And While the FBI and the Department of Justice have had great success investigating, prosecuting cases under that act, we do know now that the U.S. government, it simply does not have the resources to investigate and prosecute every instance of trade secret misappropriation, particularly where the instances are becoming more prolific. U.S. companies right now really uniformly, they want the tools to enforce their own trade secrets in federal court with civil actions. And so I think these bills may gain some momentum because of those circumstances. And finally, John, how would changes to U.S. trade secret law impact the international trade secret arena? Well, the bills, for one, they provide U.S. federal court jurisdiction over acts of misappropriation that occur abroad. 
So if a U.S. company or a U.S. citizen commits trade secret misappropriation abroad, they will still be liable under the proposed bills and still be subject to an action in U.S. federal court under these proposed bills. Generally, there's a presumption that U.S. laws do not apply outside of U.S. borders, but these bills would make a limited express exception to that presumption. And that's particularly important, that exception, given the international nature of business and the international nature of potential trade secret theft. In addition to that, the bills have a reporting requirement requiring the attorney general to issue a biannual report to Congress. The report would basically detail trade secret theft and trade secret misappropriation activity and identify the countries in which U.S. companies are most likely to be victims of trade secret misappropriation. I don't know what Congress would necessarily do with that report, but nevertheless, it would require the Attorney General to do an international study, if you will, and report on trade secret misappropriation. And the bills might also enhance the United States' general standing in the international community when it comes to things such as bilateral trade treaties and negotiations having a uniform federal standard might help the United States. It might help when the United States identifies the types of protections that it would like to see in other countries, particularly where U.S. companies are operating in those other countries. So in other words, it might ultimately result in other countries developing their own trade secret laws in a way that is not necessarily identical to the U.S. framework, but at least consistent with the understandings and expectations of U.S. companies. Our guest has been John Williamson, a partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.